Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Ramadan began for thousands of Muslims around the world on May 5th. Logistically, that means they're fasting during the day and attending religious gatherings and dinners at night. But we know it's about so much more than that. And to give us a deeper picture, I spoke with Amina Al-Sadi. Amina was my assistant producer when I worked at Seattle Public Radio. And she worked really hard and eventually became the producer at the station that everyone loved. I started our conversation by asking her to give us a layout of what Ramadan is. It's one month in the Islamic calendar where Muslims are required to fast from sunrise to sunset. And for me, it's, and for many Muslims, it's a lot more than just abstaining from food and drink. It's also this sort of cleansing, renewal month because you're not just fasting from food and drink, you're also fasting from um, losing your temper and, you know, using foul language and just doing things that are negative or mean-spirited. So it really forces you to put yourself in a positive place, a spiritual place, and also it puts your entire life into perspective because you're losing this thing, you know, something that you take so for granted, food and drink. And you're just putting all your focus in in other things. So what are you putting your focus in? Besides <laughs> um, avoiding swearing and avoiding, being yeah. mean. Which is really hard <laughs> when you have a low blood sugar and you're so tired. <laughs> and you like get on the bus and someone's like eating a sandwich next to you. And you're like, you can't eat on the bus. But you can't say it. You can't snap at people. Ramadan is sort of like the Thanksgiving Christmas and New Year's wrapped into one month that changes every year because of the lunar calendar. Um, So on one hand, I'm trying to focus on really reflecting on what in my life I should be thankful for and what have I been taking for granted and how to just become a better person. It's It's a good time to set a resolution for the next year to like put in better habits so what is your family's eating plan for this year? Because it's not that you're fasting for a month. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That's. Um, I know people really freak out when they hear no eating and drinking for the whole month. But you do, you're just changing the time of day when you're eating. You're shifting it to, the, to nighttime. So in a sense, you're restricting when you can eat, but not really how much or like, well, I mean, you shouldn't overindulge and also your stomach shrinks so it's hard to really have a lot even when you break your fast but the nature of everyone's schedule at our house this year um everything's kind of fallen apart a bit (laughs) we back in the winter when I was growing up I remember we had really elaborate great dishes there was always the soup and there was always this main dish but that's because we had a lot more time and energy to do that but this year we're all kind of like um what's in the fridge I guess we'll just pull it out and you know have it we do have some of our more traditional Ramadan foods like um, mahalabi which my mom made this weekend and it's so good it's this it's a, more of a dessert, and it's really good for the breakfast meal. You get a pot on the stove, and you pour just loads of milk into it, 
and then you stir it over the hot stove with cornstarch, sugar, rose water, and cardamom, and pistachios. And then it, it, it becomes pudding-like. It's really good. It's really cold and refreshing. When I think of ways to describe it, it sounds gross, but it's really good. <laughs> it tastes really good. Um, and then also my mom made meat patties, which um, we call lahambiagine, but they're essentially kind of the size of like a piroshki, mm. and it's bread stuffed with um, a meat and pomegranate and tomatoes and onions, and it's really good. But that's really easy to just grab, and then you've got all the nutrition you need, or, well, energy you need in that. It's all, not also that you're just fasting and you're eating once. You're actually eating at 2 in the morning as well? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's really hard. Um, the two, 2 in the morning, 2 or about, I think, like, it's a little closer to 3. So I think this morning I woke up at about 2.30. And you have to stop eating by a certain time because that's when the sun is about to start rising. It, it ensures that you're getting two at least two meals in. You want to have something to keep you energized throughout the day. The breakfast in the morning is really hard. Um, <laughs> I have not really been able to wake up for it. <laughs> this morning, I I woke up at 2.30. I didn't even go downstairs. I just, like, I had put a granola bar in my room that morning. I mean, that night, anticipating um, Sohor, which is the morning breakfast, and a big water bottle. And I just woke up. And I drank that, and I took some vitamins, and I had a granola bar, and then I just went back to sleep. So maybe just to end, can you tell us what sort of uh, prayers or religious activities you guys are engaged in during this time? Yeah, so we have um, every evening there is something going on at the mosque. You either have a Quran circle, which is the reading of the Quran. Everybody sits in a circle, and they'll um, read a few verses from the Quran. Um, at our mosque, we have um, an Arabic one and an English one. And I really like the English one because it's kind of like book club. At the end, we discuss it and you actually understand what you're reading if you don't speak Arabic. And then also there's the Tarawiyah prayers, which take place in the evening about, I'd say, 10 o'clock, a good hour or so after you've broken your fast. And you read essentially a chunk of the Quran in the prayer. Every night you read a different part. And so by the end of the month, you've read the whole Quran in this prayer. And it's like a communal thing. You're doing it with the whole community together. And that can, you know, that can add to the um, the test and the challenge to not only be tired during the day from fasting, but also from being out all night at the mosque. <laughs> so not a lot of sleep happening. So it's, it's a part of growing, um, you know, keeping the same level of work that you, you do, but also balancing it with fasting. It's kind of a, a strategy with how you conserve your energy because before when I'm not fasting, I'm like, oh, I have an infinite amount of time and an infinite amount of energy because all I have to do is have a cup of coffee or, you know, eat something and then I'll be awake again and I can keep going. But now I'm like, no, I have a, a small reserve of energy. So I have to get everything done in that window of time when I have energy. And so it forces me to not procrastinate. Do you find that during this period of time when uh, when you're not giving in to your desire for food or drink and you're seeing people around you go out to lunch, come back, just going about our daily lives because we're not in this special month, do you see other people differently? Not quite. I think this is what's cool about 
being Muslim in America because the people, majority of the people around you are not fasting. So you get this chance to step out and it's almost like an out of body experience because you're looking at everybody else going through their daily lives while you are going through something different and you get to see, oh, that's how I am usually. It, it's like a way to view the way you normally live your life and put it in and really directly compare it to how you're living in at the moment. I don't get judgy. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I totally understand the like the need for regular meals and snacks and drinks and stuff. And so I don't notice it too much. I've, I guess I'm just so used to it because I grew up around people who weren't fasting. That's Amina Al-Sadi. She recently was hired to be a producer at the wonderful Daily News podcast, Today Explained. I hope you will look for her on that. And I hope you will subscribe to the Bittersweet Life podcast if you haven't already and tell a friend about the show. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com. Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life. <laughs>